because they literally like they like they like put like freaking little like teacups on his legs and he has to get into a squat position. So if he gets too high, the teacups spill and he gets hit with a stick. If he goes too low, there's a, a like a red hot poker sitting underneath his ass. And so if he goes too low, he's getting his ass poked by a red hot oh, poker. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've seen one. penetrated. <laughs> Literally I've seen a hot rod. <laughs> Hello, anime fans, and welcome to That Anime Podcast for casual anime fanatics. We talk all things anime in a fun and uncensored fashion for your listening pleasure. I'm your host, Jordo. Here with me, as always, my co-hosts, my brothers, Ken, our youngest brother, Brennan, the oldest brother, Colton. Uh, Today, we also have a guest. He's been on the show before. He is the binge reviewer himself, Jesse. Um, and you can follow him on Instagram, Twitter, wherever at the binge reviewer. So, uh, Brennan, Colton, how are you guys doing today? We'll start with Brennan. Shit, pretty good. Early morning. How I like it for the podcast. <laughs> None of that late night shit on a work night. <laughs> we were supposed to record late last night, but we. Yeah, I was hoping that would fall through, <laughs> and it did. <laughs> yeah, it I fell was through. Too. I was going straight to bed. Yeah, we were. We had a late late night last night at a family cousin thing there was drinking involved and we figured that the episode would not be good recorded at 1 a.m a little tipsy so yeah instead we're recording early morning saturday uh colton how you doing today doing good i mean about the same as brennan i mean i don't mind these early morning ones too so jesse thoughts how you doing man how, what do you think about the early morning recording eh, it's not bad it's one of those where it's like I, as long as I'm awake, I don't really care. Yeah, you're more nocturnal though. You pre- you would have preferred the one a- one in the morning, huh? I'm more nocturnal. He's not. He's, he's really nodding nocturnal. yes yeah. for those of you that can't see him. <laughs> I stay up late, but you know, not as late as him. <laughs> okay, so uh, Brennan, what'd you watch this week? Not shit, really. I watched uh, this anime. I don't know why. I just picked it. It was like the first one on Crunchyroll when I logged on, like the start watching one. That's just at the top, random. Just it was called shot. Two Year Eternity. And I watched episode one. Oh, yeah. It's one of their premiere ones right now. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. And then for whatever reason, when I was watching episode two, I watched about 10 minutes and I just turned it off. <laughs> Shit. So it was good, but not good enough to like, I, keep going. I might start again. You want me to tell you what happened in episode one or to give you a... Yeah, yeah. Give, what's, what, what basically, there's like this... There's a narrator narrating it, talking about this like item or this being that's like... I don't really know it. So it like, came to Earth and it was like a rock for hundreds of years. Then it was fucking like moss. And then a wolf died on it, and it became a wolf. And then that wolf went back to its owner, and he, like, lived with that boy. And then the boy ends up dying, and he became the human boy. Oh, uh, okay. So it's like so it's like he's still learning. So, like, when he became the boy, he would, like, shit himself and, like, die of starvation because he didn't know how to, like, maintain himself. But each time, he would, like, come back to life, and he would learn a little bit more. So it's supposed to be, like, he's just starting. I'm not sure what the being is yet. So I only went to episode two. So if anybody's watched past that and thinks I should keep going, let us know. Very interesting. Interesting premise, though. So that's the only thing you watched, Two Year yeah, Eternity? One, yep. One episode. One and a half episodes of it. So you and then did Shield not start Hero. Tokyo Revengers? Oh, I did start Tokyo Revengers. I hit start playing, and it started playing the newest one. So I started with episode five. 
And the whole time, I was like, what's going on? And I was like, it's one of them time-traveling movies. And I was like, it's going to all connect after a while. And by the end of it, I felt like I kind of got where they were and what was going on. But I just, like, the whole time, I was like, am I supposed to know who these motherfuckers are? <laughs> and then whenever I went, there wasn't a play next. So I was like, what the hell? So when I exited, I saw I had just watched episode five. So you got to go back and rewatch. Yeah, and that's because you guys watched the account, so it was already updated. Yep. Which I should have fucking known. Yeah. But yeah, so I was like, damn, I literally watched the whole thing and I was like paying so much attention because I was like, what the hell am I missing here? Well, first question is why the hell does he have blonde hair when he goes back in time? He dies it. He dies it. I gotta watch episode one. He was obviously more fashionable in his youth than he is present day. He looks the same. I'm talking about the kid who got fired at the comic book store. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same, yeah, guy. same yeah. guy. He looks the same age. He just looks like a completely different person. I know. That's why I hate them. his main look in the new show. Present the main day. look, the blonde one, or his black-haired the version? The black-haired one. Black-haired. Black-haired. black-haired is I like the black-haired day. version. I don't. It's, he looks the same. You won't if you go back and watch yeah. it. I, I will. Watch it's from the order. Just ducked me off. <laughs> I started there. It's freaking annoying. <laughs> That's the only thing I have about that show is this, the main character style. What did you watch this week, Colton? I don't know if you consider it an anime. I guess it's really not. It's American, but I watched um, Invincible on Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. yeah it's I've basically about... Basically like a Justice League, but dark. Um, Omni-Man, he's basically like Superman. He has a son. So is it Amazon, an Amazon original? Amazon original. What I want to know is, is it obviously... Did they obviously take inspiration from anime and they're trying to wa- ride that wave? No, definitely not. So it's, it's more not... taken like from American superheroes. Yeah, it's uh, okay. essentially, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen The Boys that's on Amazon. Yeah, The Boys. I have not it's kind watched of the that. Same yeah. So yeah. that is like the most dark version of superheroes. Like it is yeah. literally one step off from horror. Yeah. Okay. And Invincible is just like the animated, it's not the same story at all. But it's essentially an animated version of the same thing. It's where not it's as just dark as like R-rated dark. superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got except it. for yeah, the boys is pretty dark. Funny. I would say Invincible is really the, all the superheroes mean well, except one that you did not think would turn out that way. Which I'll leads to the question: Is that genre getting overdone already? The modified superhero. superhero. I don't think so because you can see Netflix has that Jupiter, that new one with uh, Josh Duhamel in them. I haven't watched that one, but it is on the list. But uh, I'm saying I feel like these things are starting to come out like these variations of not Marvel and not. I think that they know it's popular, so they're pushing them out there. Well, you remember in 2010, everything was vampires and zombies. Yeah, damn, we are living in the day of the superhero. Yes, it's what the people want, so it's what they're giving us. Yeah, just like the boys was enough. I don't need like six like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It kills the novelty whenever everybody's like, let's make superheroes dark, though. Or how they'd really be <laughs> behind the scenes. I think I'd more respect it if they'd, if they'd start doing like, hey, let's do like a, a like a romance something or other with superheroes. Where it was actually yeah. like a legitimate romance like television show where it only focused on the kind of yeah. the relationships and stuff. Dude, Homelander's romance is pretty sweet. <laughs> He's freaking dumb. <laughs> freaking dumb. Oh, that's so stupid. But yeah, but it's actually pretty good. I liked it. I mean... Yeah, he just. Yeah, we, me and Jordan have been getting it recommended to us by a yeah, guy you at keep work, seeing and I want to watch it because he's watched Omni-Man a lot of ours. He goes, "Think, think, man, think." <laughs> Is that what that's from? <laughs> yeah, that's from yeah. Invincible. Oh. The people are putting like Goku and then like Goku and Broly. And, one Punch like, Man. One Punch Man. You think Sasuke you... Naruto? Yeah. There's yep. a reason they called me One Punch Man. Goku, think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's our. That's where that meme came from. Doesn't the main character look like the Flash? Kind of the yellow suit. Invincible, like Kid Flash, yeah, like yeah, it's like yellow and his hair kind of sticks out yeah, in a way, yeah. 
Jesse, what'd you watch this week? Uh, I'm staying caught up on the Tokyo Revengers. Uh, I did a rewatch of Dr. Stone. Dude. This week, actually. So good. Yeah. Uh, is there a confirmed season three? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. They've, uh, they were super popular season one. They did not lose almost any popularity, even with COVID and everything else going on in season two. And I don't season like three, how it was shorter, though. Well, well they high. didn't have much of a choice. Well, season two was perfect timing when it came out because everybody was posting like the only one who can end this virus is this man. <laughs> and it's Senku. Yeah. <laughs> no, they uh, legitimately. So this I, I've read the manga on that one. And the uh, the story for what we got with uh, the the Stone Wars in season two, it it has a limit to like if they had gone to the next thing, it would have got them within like. Ten chapters of. Okay. The, manga, the manga a and b it's that next uh cycle is long okay it's not just like one and done it's like man they they're gonna bring back like 10 different people and then they're going to go do a bunch of other things and it's just not going to stop until they get to the end of this one arc yeah and it's like i bet you the next season it's gonna be 24 episodes i mean they're rebuilding they're a civilization so yeah you gotta take your time <laughs> it, it really is they've actually uh they just got done with another arc recently in the manga. And I was sitting there going, man, I don't know how they're going to do this and not make it one full season. Yeah. Because it just doesn't seem like something that they should split up, honestly. Yeah. Well, cool. Anything else you're watching? You just rewatched that Tokyo <sighs> Avengers. What was that other one? The, the other one you told us about, uh, the disciples. Oh yeah. Kenichi uh kenichi world's strongest disciple i actually did start watching that again this week but i've only been like kind of putting that on the background because i've okay. seen that show literally what's it on times. again it's on hulu. hulu i think it's also on funimation too i haven't looked for it on funimation i'll have to so i have been watching keeping up with sestives the roven fighter tokyo revengers and i started picked back up on tokyo ghoul and hmm. finished season one and even just saying Tokyo Ghoul makes me think of the song Unravel. Was it you who sent us that meme of that guy in the shower? Yeah, I was, <laughs> that was me. That was it's like one of the most popular ones. It's like a guy who sang it himself, though, and everybody uses it yeah. as a... Yeah, we have a TikTok now. It's just at that anime pod. So go follow that shit. Yeah, we had a video go viral. We're going to so. try to do like one a week. 4,000 views already, guys. <laughs> <laughs> not, that, that. not too shabby. Now it's like 4,300. 4, yeah, hey, that's pretty like good for 300 your first likes. post. Um, other than that, Shield Hero. And uh, obviously we all watched Weathering with you. And I know I'm missing some stuff that I watched, but it's just like, you know, nothing, nothing notable other than those things. Yeah. Um, I do have some anime updates, three of them. It's been a while since I found some stuff, but there's some pretty big things going on. So, did you guys see that one of the animators of MAPPA left and came out and had some shit to say about the, yeah, the company? Over, overworked. So he came out and said that they were being overworked as hell, and he tweeted, MAPPA isn't some GOAT, G-O, greatest of all time. It's just a filthy corporation running behind money, neglecting the health of their employees. I did see that. That can't be good for their their PR. I think that's pretty like well I think that's an industry standard though. Yeah, no. I don't think they're, well, they're trying to stand alone. Map is not the only one treating them like yeah. shit. I'm and Map is sure. trying to get on that level of like what's those Tokyo animation and Bones. Then, what's the other big one over there? Toyo. Toyo animation and Tokyo. Yeah, those there's two big there's a lot of them but 
Mappa's getting up there, so they're trying to rise fast. So, and, but yeah, but I guess the, he's not that. wrong. That's kind of an interesting standard. That's, yeah, I don't know yeah. anybody that's like, I yeah. love my job. I'm working only exactly. forty hours. Like you're working sixty or more. You hear these stories about all these animators, like I'm working shit hours, get paid shit. Like I think that's the life there as an animator. Well, I would say yeah, most mangakas uh, talk about how after they finish their series, they're like, man, it's so nice because literally they're working like. 80 90 hour weeks to just uh, to just draw not even animate just draw this stuff yeah like in, until you reach like a certain like if you're the author of a certain anime like naruto dragon ball z toriyama shit kishimoto nearly kishimoto, worked himself yeah. to death he didn't go on a honeymoon for like 20 yeah. years but then finally when it's naruto. over he gets that recognition and you know what he can finally say hey i'm gonna work on my time and which is basically what he's doing yeah. now which is nice for him. Yeah, so basically you got to finish a great anime and then it stays great. And then like, all right, I'm going to start another one. But you do it on your time. Well, that sucks that that's industry standard. Like they need to all the animators out there in Japan. If you're listening to this podcast, which I doubt you are, you because you're too busy. You if they all came together, I'm not saying they go on like an animator strike. But damn, like if you were all if if 98 percent of the people doing it are complaining about it, but still doing it, nothing's going to change. It's also, I think, just culture. Like, it's a Japanese there. You know, you're expected to just get your job done. Like, you don't complain about overtime. So you're telling you me all the anime lifestyle stuff that I watch in Tokyo is all a lie? They don't get paid overtime. <laughs> it's, it's they just, you're just expected right? to get your job done, too. No. Like, it's not... Like, I've read things about, like, how workplaces in Japan are different. Like, you're supposed to show up before your boss. Not leave before work till him. Yeah, not leave before them until they leave. And Some then you're places. To, sometimes you're even supposed to go take them to dinner afterwards. Well, most of the, it's supposed to do that like every night. Yeah. I'm just like, that's fucking crazy. Well, and I would say it's also the fact that the Japanese government isn't really doing much about it. Hmm. They, if, if, if they really got on a kick about it and were like, you know, yeah. hey, we're going to enforce some labor laws and we're going to do this. That, that industry the other. brings in hella money for the government, though, too. Mm-hmm. I don't Which want those margins getting cut into. They can do whatever they want. And it's and it's really sad because it's like there's been multiple times. I mean, freaking the guy who did uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, High School of the Dead. He died. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kentar Mora. Yeah. He, he also did Berserk, too. Yeah, right? I've been seeing that. Yeah. yeah, passed away on May 6th at the age of 54, and you have to wonder. But he wasn't even writing stuff, Mm-mm. so Not it couldn't more. have been stress-related. Yeah, no, sometimes you can just... So he had high school to dead boob physics. Yeah. That yeah. That yeah. So. And then Berserk, that was probably one of my old-time OG uh, animes. Even the, the CGI that came out in the past couple years ago... This it, the animation was shit, but the storyline I I loved it. I mean, the movies you can't beat those original three movies. Like, I haven't seen any of them, but gutsy. it made man you can't beat. I've it. heard Berserk is good. It's been one that's been tried over and over again. The movies are on Netflix, or at least one of them is. They used to all three be at least at one point. And my last update: the Jujutsu Kaisen ending song, Lost in Paradise has been removed from everything because the band drummer Kahadio was arrested on an allegation of fraud. So the band decided to be on hiatus until further notice. Got too big for his britches. But they don't, we don't know what the fraud was for. I mean, I feel like a drummer, it can't be like, you can't copyright a drum beat. Like <laughs> They took it off of everything? It's gone. Yeah, yeah, it's, all, it's not on yeah. Apple Music. It, what the it hell? It's gone. It, you cannot find it anywhere. Junk. Lost in Paradise. That was their yeah. biggest song ever. Wild. Yeah, yeah it's weird. I so, bet you he was fraud and taxes a bit. But we have an Instagram Japan's video. Japan's pretty big on that shit. We have an Instagram video of the song. So if you go to our profile at that anime podcast, our second video ever, you can hit that. You can hit that video up. 
listen to your favorite song. We still got it. <laughs> don't tell anybody. <laughs> don't tell. Don't tell Instagram and Deca. Uh, so today's episode, we this is episode twenty three, guys. So last week was our episode. We did episode twenty one and twenty two. Which is that counting episode twenty one? Yeah, Shield Hero counts. Yeah, episode twenty one was our. It's its own thing. Yeah. So our podcast is officially old enough to drink. Twenty three, we're yeah. getting there. Doing two podcasts a week has really helped our number. That's why we got the sake right output. here. What kind of sake is that? Way of the Warrior. It's just Bushido, the Way of the Warrior. And I'll drop some knowledge on you guys at the end about this shit. Go ahead and drop it now. Uh, I was just going <laughs> <I was just laughs> to tell, tell the people the eight virtues of Bushido. Righteousness, courage, benevolence, respect, integrity, honor, loyalty, and self-control. Is Bushido like the combat with just a stick? No, it's just like the how a samurai was supposed to live, basically. Oh, uh, okay. Like yeah, rules. It's like a... What do they call it in English? Like knights live mm-hmm. by it. The knights code. It's chivalry. Just, yeah. Oh, okay. It's like Jap- Japan's version of chivalry. Okay. Well, chivalry is just simply stating strong. If you're, the strong, well, it's just like a the weak. It's mm-hmm. just a code that the knights live by, loosely. Okay. Air quotes. <laughs> so today's episode, episode twenty-three, we are talking about Makoto Shinkai's weathering with you, and then. The best anime training techniques. So we've all come prepared. Um, we got to start with weathering with you, though, because a lot of ground to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is Makoto Shinkai. And this is this his most recent movie? Yeah, that I know of, unless he's done like a short of some sort, but like full length it is. I think it's 2019 is when it came out. Okay. Yeah. It's got to take at least 2019? two, two mm-hmm. or three years yeah. to make something like that. So yeah, yeah. I doubt he could have came out with something else full length. So did you guys watch this in English? Yep. I watched it subbed. Yeah, I watched it dubbed. Technical difficulties for me made me had to watch it in sub. So how was the sub? I, it was good. I mean, voice actors are on point. The voice. So I watched it in dub, and the English voice actors were incredible. And I got to pull them up so I can. Yeah, I've noticed a trend with his movies. Well, I guess mostly. Uh... Shoot, even Garden of Words and then Your Name and this one, like, they get relative unknowns. Like, when you pull them up, they're not going to have a lot of credits to their name, like most people. Mm-hmm. Hilariously, though, Mitsuha from Your Name, that's uh, the, the actress who does Hinata. Oh, really? For the adult oh. version of it uh, for English. Because I recognized her voice and went, is that who I think that is? And I went and looked it up. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay, cool. Dang. Yeah. But, that, but you're right, everybody else... Yeah, I like first or the ones thing. in Weathering with you. I couldn't uh, match them to any other ones off the top of my head. Just listening to them, the Japanese voice actor. He was born in two thousand. Yeah. yeah, I think they cast it pretty young Diago. for ta- for uh, what's his name? And he hasn't been Hodaka. very much. His biggest movie is Weathering with You. It looks like that's what I'm saying. I feel like they're it's more like for these bigger movies, they're trying to get people that aren't been fucking used a thousand times right out of the, the gates. I was gonna see if. Tina's so the voice actor is bigger. So this movie, I can always tell if I'm going to like the English voice acting r- right away, like the first couple words that come out, and it cu- it starts off with the voice actor for Hadoka, um, kind of narrating the while yeah. they show us what's Her. the girl's name again? Oh shit! I can't I, believe none of us can remember I this. Say, yeah. I, I'm I'm really bad. Mako- yeah, Hina. Hina. Hina's, I just said it. Hina's the main character. Yeah. 
So it starts off with Hina in the hospital, and we don't know why, and she sees now, these little... Yeah, Hina. I think it's her mom, because it basically says it later. Yeah, it was her mom, and she follows a ray of light that she sees, the only ray of light in the whole city, to the top of this building where there's a garden with a little red gate. Tory gate is what those are a called. Tory gate, yeah, those things, are, those things are sick, and the only other thing in my head that makes me think of it is it's also in your name. You know what their significance is like in old Japanese? You follow those gates and you keep going, you'll eventually make it to a shrine. Oh. That's what they lead to. And so that was a shrine up on that roof. That's legit. He's got another movie, Makoto. Children Who Chase Lost Voices. Who are you talking about, Makoto? Yeah. That's like a newer one. a newer one? Nah, his newest one is Weathering With You. <laughs> We're talking about, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's stay, let's stay on Weathering With You. So it starts off and... Um, the English voice actor for Hadoka, incredible. The yeah, whole, the he whole seemed cast. age appropriate too, which I always appreciate. Yeah, he, he did. didn't seem like a forty-year-old dude voicing a sixteen-year-old, or like a thirty-year-old woman trying to fit yeah. voice a sixteen-year-old boy. Yeah, it was it was good. So she goes over to the roof, and she walks through it, and then immediately the light hits her, and she gets like sucked up. To another realm, I can only assume. To the sky. And that's when she becomes the sunshine girl. The sky world. In other words, she became the sacrifice for for mankind and connected to the weather. Mm-hmm. What did they call her? The weather maiden? S- sunflower. Yeah. Sunflower. Sun- sunshine girl. Sunshine girl, I believe, is what they called her. Yeah, but they were calling her the weather maiden, too, because there's the sunshine yeah. girl and there's, like, the rain one, too. There's, like, opposing. the yeah. we- So the sunshine girl was, like, the new age interpretation for society, but, like, the... The thousand-year-old painting that the old guy those was showing are, uh, them. Those are all real paintings. Like, they're modified in the anime, but, like, those are actual, like, you can look them up. They're, like, real paintings from ancient Japanese. Mm-hmm. Like, the lady standing on the dragon and that shit. So, it's got a little bit of history behind it, I guess, or, like, lore, mythology. Yeah, they call her the 100% sunshine girl. Yeah. So, right away, you know that this movie's gonna be, have a sci-fi element to it with her getting absorbed and going to a world where there's little fish waters yeah watery fish swimming around i don't know i guess the first time i didn't even i didn't i guess i didn't think that it it got a little the first time watching it which was a while ago i just remember thinking like everything that kept happening i was like shit i didn't expect that or like i didn't it got more wild than i thought it was gonna get realistically and sci-fi way Mm -hmm. well legitimately when we got past the halfway point we got to that uh that uh, thing that happens with her, I I legitimately thought that was going to be the end. I was oh like, yeah, I thought that was the end of the movie. And yeah, I was she like, gone. Oh, and I could see me yeah, Makoto please. Shinkai doing that, like ending it right there. I was like, yeah, weird. I just remember thinking the first I mean, time, like, <laughs> how is this movie going to end? Because like for so for a while there, it's just like good shit happening. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where's where's the conflict? Like nothing. Literally, there's no. Yeah, it's like just saving people. Having I know, and I was days. like, it's I guess like... I'm okay with it. It's been a uplifting movie, but I was like, shit, something's about to turn south. You know what I like about Makoto Shinkai's movies is that, because we've watched three now, or I have, Your Name, uh, Garden of Words, Weathering With You, all of his characters stay true to a Japanese look. Like, they all have dark hair and no hairstyle. Like, it's just the down hairstyle for the guys. The girls wear it up sometimes, wear it down, but nobody has main character hair. Literally, if you think about in the show of this Weathering With You, I think there was only one character that didn't have black hair, and it was the... The girl that worked with him, the niece. The niece. Her hair was just like brown, too. Her hair was just like brown, red. And her uncle. 
Her uncle had like dark brown hair. Brown hair. Yeah. yeah. Nobody really had any uh, standout hair. Yeah, and I like that. It's it's realistic. Um, and Hadoka, Hadoka and Hina, they just their names alone. You're like, oh yeah, they're they're gonna fall in love. But it starts off. He's on a cruise ship. He's going to Tokyo, and getting off his small ass island. If I didn't read the synopsis before watching the movie, I wouldn't have known he was a runaway. I'm thinking he got because beat. it didn't ever tell us that till like 30 minutes into the movie. He had band aids and bruises and shit on his face, so I was wondering if he like was getting abused by his rents. Yeah, he you never that he when never he got on says, when he's on the boat. Yeah, they never said why, but he did right when you first meet him. He had band aids over his face. I would assume it wasn't abuse just because the at the end he he was there for another three years. Yeah, he went back and yeah. he never had those like they never showed him in any of that time period with any more bandages on his face. That's true. So I'm just assuming he got his butt kicked. So the guy by some bullies. So he goes he's on the cruise ship and he goes to look at the rain. He's obsessed with it. Everybody else is going inside and he's like, cool. And he goes and runs up to the front of the bow of the boat. And then a giant dome of water just like dumps onto him. And that's whenever he gets saved by Kisuke Suga. Kisuke Suga. And they never even mentioned that that was weird. Like, hey, it's not. There's just like a giant, like it's called a, it's called a cloud burst. Oh, that's a like a, that's legit a legitimate thing. thing. Like yeah, it's not it's not common. Yeah, it's, I think it's supposed to be a little bit rare. to do with. Yeah, I've her. seen some videos of actual real ones where it's just like torrential downpour in one spot. Yeah, I didn't. Well, remember those two hits. kids in the alleyway too? He was it like, "Come look at too. this." Yeah. yeah, I think that one was supposed to be more of an unnatural phenomenon. Yeah, no, say, yeah, now that one was way unnatural. <laughs> like, but, looking at it, but that original one looked just like a regular kind of cloud burst because. It was literally just a drop in one area, and it spread out from there. Yeah. So Kisuke saves him from going off the boat, I'm assuming. And then he makes uh, Hadoka buy him lunch, and he's like, man, a beer would be Bruce great for this. Yeah. <laughs> Can I buy this? And Hadoka's on the run, so he's got no money. He's, got, he's been saving up. I yeah. mean, but he's tied on money. Yeah, but I mean, he did some, uh, he did a lot of prep. You know, he had all his yeah, spending he was, he was and finances built out. Because he was staying in places at first until money got tired. They got, got pod tied. hotels probably is what I'm assuming. Those pod hotels are actually pretty Yeah, sick that was too. pretty sick. He's got... Those are so, all over Japan right now. Is that... So he just gets like a little room and it's separated get, by curtains? It's basically... No, it's, it's like a, a little bed. pod. Yeah, I know, but it was legit. Like, I wonder how much that is because that'd be cool to probably just Probably like 70, 80 bucks US dollars a night. You yeah. can shower and shit too. That's pretty expensive. Yeah, it's, like <laughs> yeah, it's not cheap. Yeah, it's you can watch on YouTube. There's tons of people yeah. that blog. It's basically about just a bed there. you lay in. And you have internet connection there, and that's about yeah. it. Yeah, maybe oh, a small TV. What else yeah. you need? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you have like a like a room, a shower room, but that's it. I always appreciate in anime how small the rooms and like how little people have to have. Because here in the states, man, we all everybody has massive rooms and. Everything is just more efficient, it feels like. They've got, like, beds, and then their beds are the dressers, and then they've got a desk. They have to, it. yeah, they make better use of space, because yeah. it's... They got you so freaking packed, packed over there. Yeah. So they get off the boat, and Kisuke hands him a business card, and it says, all I saw on it was CEO, and Hadoka's like, yeah, right. <laughs> this guy's not a CEO. <laughs> Well, the and, comment he makes about, uh, he's like, I can't believe I've been in Tokyo for five minutes and I'm getting, I'm getting mooched off of by an adult. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, man. And so he, he tries staying at hotels at first, right? And they're like not letting him because he doesn't have an ID. Yeah. He's underage. Mm-hmm. And so the pod place, I guess, takes him because the guy doesn't care. He just wants money. 
and then he can no longer do that because he's running low on money. And so he starts trying to live on the streets. And he's sitting in front of a... Uh, it's a little, like, hostess club, I guess. Yeah, what is that? Like, people get rub and tugs in there? What? I think it, it may... I don't know if it's, like, a straight-up brothel or if it's just, like, a host club yeah. where, like, you just hang out with the girls and shit. Yeah, it's like a strip, yeah, brothel. Because they have club. both. I mean... Yeah, it can yeah. just be an escort kind of Yeah, thing. you yeah, can, like, like, just literally take a guy or girl out on a date and pay for it. Pay for uh, them to okay. be your boyfriend girlfriend. But well, he was squatting was... in front of that door. And That's then like that... rent-a-girlfriend. I was literally about to <laughs> say that. that. It's a good one. So the only blonde-haired guy in the whole show, he, like, kicks him over the trash can. It's like, get out of here. his ass. And then the gun, he sees a bag fall out of the trash can, and it's a gun. I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, oh, sweet. I mean, it is having it. So we live in America, so it ain't no big deal. But, like, nobody has a fucking gun in Japan. And if they do, like, you can, people get stuck up in Japan, and they won't care because they know that shit's probably fake. People don't have guns like they do over here. And it's a big crime to have one. And they all thought it was a toy gun. So it's a big deal that he has a gun. Like, that's why later on in the movie, they're, like, trying to get his ass. Okay. Like, it ain't a small matter, like, here, where anybody who wants a gun goes into academy and gets one, basically. <laughs> as long as you're 18, yeah. Well, and they also revealed that uh, that gun had been used in some crime. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, so that's so why finds... that dude thought that even when he sh- he pointed it at him, he wasn't scared. He knew it couldn't be fake. He's and like, Hodaka said, too, it's got to be fake. Yeah. But he kept. He said he kept it because he thought it brought him good luck. Yeah. yeah well, because like he got the burger charm. from Hina. Yeah. That double. That Big Mac. <laughs> yeah. The best meal he's had. Yeah. He's like, this is the best meal I've ever had. Yeah, because he's been eating udon and soup for his meals. Yeah, he got the Big Mac and then he got the job from uh, Kisuke. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, it did bring him luck to some degree. And the whole time he thought Kisuke and what's that girl's name? Her <laughs> name is Yasui, or Natsumi. I don't know why she said whatever you think it is is right. Like, who would just automatically think that you're his yeah, niece? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you, you let him into that. This is his mistress. <laughs> no, yeah. that just made me laugh really hard later in the movie when that happened because I was like, that's a great misunderstanding. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the way she let that's, it on yeah. is like, why would you say it's what you think? It's exactly what you think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, her name. What's her name? Natsumi? Yeah. Is it Natsumi? Yeah. Yeah, sounds, sounds correct. Um, so that was the first time he met Hina is the burger offering. And he gets a pretty sweet gig working for Kisuke because he, I mean, he doesn't get paid a lot. We find out he's getting paid 300 yen, but he gets cell phone payment, food, and lodging. But I found out because I, when I watched the subversion, it's based 300 yen, so 30 bucks a month. But he gets free lodging, free lodging, pays cell phone, comes, and yeah. food. It's yeah. basically like being somebody's son and working for yeah. the family business. Yeah, yeah, it is. Which I mean, it's not a bad deal. I take it. That's why yeah, especially in his job. case, because yeah. he should even he should be in high school and shit anyway. Right. Yeah, they shouldn't have even hired him at all. So. Yeah, yeah. That's why he couldn't get a job. He didn't mm-hmm. have a student ID or anything like that. And so his job was basically to find write articles about abnormal activities. Well, for he would a just write down what he heard, and they would take it and they would Interviews. write the articles. Yeah, he would just like transcribe. Yep. So the fir- his first job is to look into. The Sunshine Girl. Like, it's rumored. And so they go meet with a psychic, Natsumi and Hodoka, and she's telling them about how the Sunshine Girl and the rain are different, and the Sunshine Girl's spirit is like a giant fish in the sky, and then the rain is a dragon and their personalities. And Natsumi is like, ooh, that one sounds like me, the dragon one. But that never came 
She said be, both of them sounded no, she, like she, her. No, she yeah, she goes she when they said that they described the sunshine girl, she goes, "Oh, that sounds like me." And then she describes the dragon girl, she goes, "Oh, that sounds like me." Oh, okay, so <laughs> I didn't catch that. I thought she just said that to the dragon. It's just like freaking any of those like star Bless signs you. things or wherever it like tells you things about yourself. It's like enough good and the bad's like redeemable so people will be like, "Yeah, that's that's, that's me. How'd you know?" Me. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think of when Oh, so the next, so fast forward a little bit. Let's get into the juicy stuff. So he's working, life is good. And he sees that blonde guy that pushed him over the trash can in front of the club, holding Hina's arm, trying to like persuade her to come in to his, I don't even know what that is, a brothel, whatever it is. It looks like one of those love Michelles. uh, Yeah. So. Which it has to be something illegal because he thought he was getting chased because he didn't know she was underage. Tells you, it says, uh. Kaya Bakura clubs that young women wear skimpy clothing and entertain older men while serving drinks. Yeah, I, feel, I bet he would just get her as like a server. Yeah. Which is still super yeah. creepy considering yeah. how old she is. Yeah. Shit, here in fucking America, they'll let you work at uh, Twin Peaks when you're like 15, 16. I think you got to be 16 to work there. Still, it's pretty young. Yeah, it's too wearing young. what they wear. That's you still nasty. I mean? But Hadoka saves her. He runs up, grabs her by the arm, and takes off. But he gets caught, and this is when we have the standoff where he's literally pulled out the gun and he's pointing at this guy, and he is unfazed, like Brennan mentioned, which makes sense if the culture there is to think it's just fake because nobody has guns. Because he did Especially not a flinch kid. at Where all. Where would a kid fucking get a gun? Yeah. yeah. Not even gangsters have guns. Yeah. Because it's pulls not the worth trigger. The, the punishment they could get. That's why they literally, like, in Japanese movies, you may think it's dumb, but they literally just square up with hands or swords, like the Yakuza. <laughs> They don't really use guns. It's not worth it. Yeah, he fires the gun, and that buys them time because they're shocked. Hina grabs him, and they run away up to that building. They run to that building where the shrine is on top, Yeah, I believe. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, they do. And they're just talking there, and this is where he throws the gun down. He mm-hmm. throws it on the ground after she's like, I can't believe you have a gun with you. And he's like, shit, you're right. Why the hell? She would have been wild if you blew that dude's freaking head off. At the end? No, just like, oh, yeah. Right then. <laughs> I don't know where the story would win after that, though. <laughs> Him in jail forever. Where, what, at what part did they find out? Was it at this part where she's like, yeah, no, she's, they become friends after this. Yeah, but she shows him on the top of the roof. They go up there, and that's when she prays, and she's like, watch, it'll clear. Okay. Yeah, she, the, he, she took him up there to where the pillars yeah. were. So right after the gun incident, she takes him up well, there. Well, remember, he thought she left, and he like threw the gun and was crying, and then she like walked back up behind him and was like she says, being no, friendly. A, yeah, you're a runaway, aren't you? And this is whenever she... he Is this when she tells her him his age, or is that... That's on the roof, too. Her house. She yeah, says, you should respect me, because she says she's about to turn 18. No, I think she said that at her house, actually, because she's looking at the calendar. And she's like, I should be 18 in approximately one She tells month. him on the roof, though, because he okay. says he's 16. Yeah, because they were discussing who's older yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. respect me. Turns so. out that was a lie. Yep. <laughs> that blew my mind, too. And when he's in the cop car at the end and he realizes she's that she was younger than him and she was protecting him, he's like, fuck. Fuck. And it puts it a lot more in context, like when she's cooking for her brother and, and he's actually a decent cook at 15. It's yeah. Like, yeah. It's like she's her mom must have been sick for a really long time if she had to learn to do that and get that good at it. Which, Which is, is also a crazy, like if your mom dies in the hospital. I know you don't have any family. Like how did no, she ever get like to where nobody was checking in on her? Like the hospital. Like, oh yeah. The hospital would for sure have been like, hey, 
We're going to take care of you. Here's a foster well, I know, like, family. Japan's got better health care, so I don't know what it'd be. You feel like they would, you know, like, here, you'd be left with the bills, probably. I'll if, tell you, you know, you have a loved one die. It's like, a movie. <laughs> yeah. They don't want to get into the, the deep shit. Yeah. So fast forward again. She's got a power to where she prays. Yeah, he shows her up at the rooftop. And they make a little business out of her, her skill and making, being able to make sunshine appear and stop the rain temporarily. Because Tokyo is being plagued with perpetual rain. And it makes me think, does, does it rain in Tokyo a lot? Yeah, just like in Garden of Words, they do have a season, like monsoon season, where it fucking just rains for like three months straight. I guess basically. they are an island, so. Yeah, and they're yeah. also, and legitimately, they weren't joking when they talked about at the end that Tokyo had originally been a swamp until. Like, like a thousand years ago or something. Well, like even no, not, now even, like, not even that, like 200 years ago. Oh, wow. They, t- technology and, the con- and, and in consequence for like, you know, the way the world's changed in the last 200 years, it's drained out some, and then the technology made it so that they could build, you know, like. It's kind of like a, what's it called down here in America? Um, New Orleans? Yes. Yeah. Where it's literally built. On piers. <laughs> well, it's built below sea level. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, no, the, the retaining walls that we've got, the tech has gotten so good that it's like, well, you after can that pull flood, back quite a bit. Yeah, everybody's... But it'll inevitably flood one day. Oh, yeah. If, if any, I, don't know how many, above a normal I don't know how many hundreds or thousands of years, but 100%. It's Tokyo? Yeah, it's Dang. scientifically proven. It'll one day be underwater. I don't know the timeline on it, though. That's It'll probably be dead. Now we yeah. definitely got to go. Yeah, there. we'll be dead, but. <laughs> okay, well. Our kids, 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 maybe. So Hina is very happy. She's found something that she loves doing, which is like giving people just little victories for bringing them sunshine. She loves making a difference. They could have made bank off this shit, too. <laughs> I mean, they were because people were tipping. Yeah, the first people mm-hmm. did, the people at the flea market, but we don't know what she was charging after that. Yeah. Um, let's fast forward again. So they're doing this. It kind of comes to a screeching halt after she finds out about the rumor from Natsumi. I think their last customer was the Kisuke. one on the roof. Well, she went on the roof and did that big for the fireworks, and that was like oh, yeah. her thing on TV. But I think that made her get a lot more business. So that she didn't want it. Like she got too big, so she was planning to lay low. Yeah. yeah. And then their last customer before that TV exposure was Kisuke and his daughter, who has asthma. She can't play out in the rain when it's raining because the oxygen level's too low and that's whenever natsumi is whispering to her and we have to assume that she's telling her what she heard about the weather maiden and that she's a human sacrifice um he buys her a ring for her birthday after asking nagi the brother (laughs) yeah he's a player yeah we got to talk about the train part when nagi's senpai he's sitting in the back with his legs crossed and he's like see you girl and she's like bye nagi and then at that stop, she gets off and another girl gets on. And she's like, Nagi. And he's like, oh, hey, I like your hair. And Hadoka looks back and he's like, this kid's a player. Yeah. <laughs> oh my he's like, can I call you senpai? <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's rare to have a... I feel like they always like portray the younger siblings in animes to be pretty like smart and... Or button up. They're not buttoned very... Up. Yeah, they're never like annoying. Ahead but, of their time. Him, yeah. But they both are. She is for 15 and he is for like 10 or 11 or whatever the hell he is. I think he's 12. Maybe, I don't know. He he's a baller. Right. Yeah. Um, than he is. But yeah, he, he tells Hadoka, buy her a ring. And... So we already skipped over, but we already saw Taki because we saw Taki oh, yes. first. They did um the, la- the old lady's house that they did the sunshine for. And I think that was the grandma from... Yeah, with uh, the boy. Name. 
No, it was Taki's grandmother. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, it was. Because she said, how's your dad? And in your name, we only see Taki's dad. Like, you're going to be late to school. Yeah, we never saw yeah. much of his yeah. family. He just had a different outfit on, but I could tell by the sideburns it was Taki. When he, when he came back? <laughs> Whenever they're at... Well, he had the watermelon. He was like, thanks for spending time with my grandma at the ha- that house. And they're, like, jumping over the fire and shit. Yeah, with that boy. And they were in a backyard. Yeah, yeah, that was Taki. That's Taki. The, the, he wasn't a boy. He was a grown man in his 20s at that point. Wait, but... so do we think this is before the end of your name or no this is whenever they were like had passed each other in tokyo so they've already started dating more no now. they hadn't started they hadn't even met each other yet oh that was him that boy yeah yeah that, that was talking but wait like I you gotta think over my head. this is before he matched back up with they were no, both no, no, living in tokyo to be after because... no because the she, if when they showed mitsuha yeah she still had the red the red bracelet back on her head. she had that at the end though at the very end of the movie no, they hadn't met yet. I've, where did, I've where, dug but, 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 So I know but, that was like, the boy. Like, where was, where was uh, the Tokyo girl? Tokyo wasn't underwater whenever uh, at the end of your name. I know, but that was three years. They could have met any time within that three-year time frame, which that's the part that makes me sad is that, that I know those two are living in a so, fucking flooded Tokyo. Is that the grandma he met back when he went back to? That's just his grandma. No, We've they never, never showed us that grandma in your that's name. That's just Taki's grandmother. From your name? No, no she was not no, in no. your name. It's just wasn't. his grandmother. But she wasn't in the movie. But it is your name, Taki's. Yes. 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 At the end credits, it says Taki Bana, voice yep. actor Mitsuha Mizu. Yeah. Mizu. So I remember the boy. Yeah, yeah. When was the girl from your name in it? She sold the ring. She was to the yeah, merchant that sold the ring. Oh, that's right. God yeah. dang it. And you know it's her because because they cover her face partly, and then they find well, the it shows, back, it shows the ring. Show the back. Her name tag says Miyamizu too. Yeah. Ah, dang. Yeah, my wife was watching with me, and I was like, "Holy shit, it's Taki!" And she was like, "Really?" And I was like, "Yeah." And then 10 minutes to go by, and then, yep, there's Mitsuha. Oh, Love shit. cameos. Because it is Tokyo. I mean, makes sense that they, they would be there. But so yeah, well, I guess think... we're not sure. We can't, we're so not you don't, sure. You don't if... think they met yet? No, I've seen I... some shit that, like, I didn't come up with this myself. I just watched, like, the Explained on both movies after I had watched them. Like, on YouTube, I would just dive in, and pretty much it's in agreement that it was during the time. That they hadn't, like, you know when they walked past each other in the snow? Yeah. Like, yeah. around that time frame, like, where they just were both living there, but hadn't met on the staircase yet. Okay. So that, that means that the end of your name... Happens after this. Happen, well, happens yeah. after Tokyo floods. No, we don't know that, because he went back for three years, so it started flooding. It could have happened, yeah, in the flooding process, I guess. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's that's the part that I don't. I understand. bet you there's. I bet you we could look up online and get the true timeline here. I bet you somebody's. But I mean, I wish he didn't even put him in the movie because now it's like they're fucking got to live in the flooded world, <laughs> ruin, see, ruin their true. ending. But but that's the thing is like I like that because it it continues their the one thing my one complaint about your name was the fact that we didn't get to see them be happy together at the yeah. end. And they're not together in this. That's what makes me think that, like, well, and if we he was visiting his grandma, maybe she would have been with him. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. For, like, Shinkai don't work like that. Yeah, they're together, but we're not going to show them together. Well, I don't here. know. They could have done like Naruto did for the last, where like the ending credits was like the wedding, the wedding, yeah, or or, or just like uh, little cut scenes of them, you know, being together over course of time. Yeah, I just so don't I think. Guess there was Taki a... seemed a little distant too. He's, they both seemed like they were still like had that missing something. Yeah, in his little time spent there. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading this. I guess there was a cameo of the Garden of Words character in your name. Oh, shit. Yeah. Really? Shit. We're going to have to go I find to go that. that up. I got to go watch Garden of Words. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get back to uh, weathering with you. Um, so let's skip ahead to where. So we just talked about Nagi told 
our boy Hodica buy a ring because her birthday, allegedly her 18th birthday is approaching. Never get a ring. (laughs) Except for one reason. (laughs) I don't know how it is in Japan, though, if it's like a more of a common jewelry piece to buy. So it's pretty much right after they are at the park that the cops start sniffing around. They're knocking on everybody's door because he goes back to Hina's house and they come to the door and she lies to them. He's not here, but then it's a problem that she's there without parents. Yeah. And so now they all have to run away. Kisuke comes in incognito. He tells the kid, the cops are sniffing around. I'm trying to get my daughter back. I can't be having... I can't be hiding you. If I lie, I'm going to get arrested. Well, and they were treating it like it was a, an abduction of him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were treating it as a kidnapping. Mm-hmm. And so he gives him a ton of money. Oh, yeah. And wishes him luck. And he acts like he doesn't care, but we find out later he does because he's bawling his eyes out. Um, so they're on the run now, and they run into the same problem that Hodaka was running into at the beginning where nobody will let them stay there with them because they're all underage and none of them have IDs. I feel like it's the little brother that's selling them out. Probably. Because he's so young, it's like, okay, why is this little kid with you? Like, you're obviously not parents. I feel like if it was just them, somebody would be like, oh, maybe one of you could be 18. Like, did police really just come up to people and say, hey, you got your ID on you? Yeah. If you're out past curfew, yes. I guess Japan does have curfews. Yeah, they'll they'll call your ass out. The police in the street will call out anybody. And detain you in these little centers. Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> so Hodaka gets caught by that one cop. And Hina prays, like, and summons the power of Thor down. And she brings down the lightning. Lightning strikes a giant ambulance. And that takes precedence. So then they use that opportunity to run away. They find a hotel room. And they have basically their last good night together as a family. They got a nice-ass hotel room yeah. somehow. Oh, yeah. I'm reading this the same one you're reading, I guess. It's, it's like, like 30,000 like yen, fun- which is 280 bucks. Whoever would have let them stay, I feel like it's like, I felt like it would have been a shitty hotel, not like a prestigious one. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and let you rats in. Yeah. Yeah, how'd they get that nice one to get in? Well, I mean, hotel? look at it from the perspective of all the hotels in the area were full up because of all of the storms and everything. Because people from the lowlands were having to come into... Uh, the shitty ones. Yeah. The nice and so, one. like, so the nice one was the only one that had They're any like, spots all right, yeah, open, we need some money, too. So pretty much. Take yeah. it in. So they end up getting caught after their night of fun. They took baths, the boy bath, and then uh, Hina Same took one by herself. Yuki. They ate a ton of food. Um, they wake up in the middle of the night, though, and even know Hina if they woke up, and Hadoka have a conversation. And she asked him if he would like for the rain to stop, and he was like, yeah, of course. And then was that the end of that conversation? And that's he when she up? took when off she, her, yeah. uh, her robe and showed him that she was disappearing. Yeah. We could see through her. And we could see on her arms and her f- foot, like earlier in the movie, yeah. like she'd have the water. She's fading. Yeah, she's about 80% water at that point. Yeah. And then he ends up falling back asleep, I guess. Well, they like had the conversation and then, yeah, he tuckered himself out <laughs> and then she <laughs> decided to move on anyways. Yeah, she yeah. left. He essentially told her not to. He essentially told her he'd rather have the rain. Then, then mm-hmm. lose her, and, yeah. And then she's like, "But I can't be selfish," kind of thing. And yeah, yeah, she made the right move. Yeah, so she is gone in the morning, and he wakes up Nagi and frantically, and Nagi's like, "I just dreamed that she was floating up into the sky." Everybody had that dream. Anyone connected to her, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and so let the cop chasing begins. the The mm-hmm. cops burst in. They take Nagi into custody. They take Hodaka. 
Um, Hodaka ends up escaping, so does Nagi. In the chase scene of uh, the cop, the detective chasing Hodaka, you know he's serious because he's doing the open palm, <laughs> the open palm run. His hands, his hands are not behind him, Naruto yes. style running. He is going he's, open palm. Oh yeah, he's going open. I palm. felt like the cop. He didn't fit into the story well because he had the only like fixed hair. He like, had the pompadour. Had yeah, the pompadour. People, people have that hair on an anime. I don't know That's why. Just freaking like I don't know if people have fit, it. Like everybody looked realistic. And then when I see him, he's like, this guy didn't fit it. I don't know. That's just but he's a detective, and yeah, you know, and he's probably from the states. Maybe is that why? Mm-mm. Probably not. Just yeah, wanted, I guess just he's wanted not. to draw that guy like that. Yeah. Uh, let's get to the standoff. So they let's get talk about that man's lung capacity, Hudoka. <laughs> How far <laughs> do you think he fucking ran <laughs> on those tracks like, to yeah. get there? Like oh, five, ten far. miles. Yeah. Sheesh. Full on force. Everybody's just the looking crap at him. Here, that's illegal, and they just don't even stop him. Just and you know it was far because he wasn't like hauling ass; he was yeah. like literally like jogging. But he had that adrenaline pumping because even whenever he got to the actual building, like I bet he ran about four miles, a couple miles for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like he was. I mean, there's no way for us to know, but a city like cities like that, because everything is vertical instead of like out. I mean, he probably covered a lot of ground, and because he was on a train track, he didn't have lights. The only reason I say that is because Kisuke was able to leave wherever the fuck he lives, drive there, get into that room before he jogged there running from the cops, and he was like on the phone and heard about it. So you know it had to be decently far. So that part, whenever the detective, after he escapes, they go visit Kisuke in his flooded home. Um, And Kisuke, why did he start crying? I can't remember what he was saying. Was he trying to act like he didn't care what happened to Hodaka or he's like, he's not here. No, they made some comment and it, and it hit ho- close to home with the, uh, with his wife. Of him, yeah. With, yeah. Something about, something about the way his, him and his wife used to be before she passed. Mm. And it, it kind of like resonated with him and he could see Hodaka and Hina and he saw the two of them like as him and his wife. And he was like, Oh man. Yeah. Cause he says he reminds me of myself when I was young mm-hmm. and then he, he said he'd do anything for Hina, and he's felt the same way about his wife who passed. So, yeah, he basically said, yeah. I'm going to The show gets go. freaking intense here, so. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. This is when Ooh. it becomes a wild ride. Yeah. Like, he was like. I thought, I thought. So. When he pointed that gun at Kisuke, I was like, this man's lost his mind. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> even just when Kisuke grabbed him by the arm, and he's like, what are you doing? You need to calm down. I was like, oh, shit, he's going to. Because didn't he slap him? Yeah, mm-hmm. he smacked his ass. Yeah, he backhanded backhanded hodaka shit sometimes you got to i mean if you think you're the adult like he's acting irrational as fuck yeah you know what i mean well if you don't know what's going on he's definitely acting irrational yeah but I mean, then even his, so his, like his irrational behavior is what ended up convincing kisuke that like shit he really believes he can save hina maybe this kid's onto something and so yeah when they pin him down he tackles the detective off of him and he's like go go get hina that shit was intense when he was like why are you going to stand in my way he was like sad. He's fucking, pointing the gun at everybody. Yeah, and they're like, forgot four guns I'm getting guns chills on just him. thinking about when he, yeah. he pointed the gun at everybody. I was like, dude, if this turns into a bloodbath movie, this will be oh shocking. The whole thing from him running, getting on the moped, getting there, and then running up the stairs was all like pretty intense. It was. He like jumps out and the rest of the stairs falls through I right, forgot right away. what's her name. You got the rad wimps playing their, mm-hmm. their legendary music. Yeah, we didn't mention what's her name helping him on the moped. Natsume. Yeah. <laughs> Honore mentioned to her she did help him. Yeah, she's there. like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to become a motorcycle cop. Yeah, and he's exactly. like, they're not going to let you do that after yeah. you just got me to escape. <laughs> I don't think they're going to hire you now. Yeah. But yeah, she kind of was an unsung hero too. So he goes up on the roof, and pretty much right when he walks through the gate. Shoots into the sky. Yeah. 
or he like passes out mm-hmm. or he enters that other world. Still and it's the Radwimp music again. Got some Kingdom Hearts falling action. Yep. From the sky. <laughs> so he sees, he finally gets to where Hina is and it looks like she's being consumed alive by these little like water fish and has like basically given up the will to live. But then she hears him calling out for her. She stands up. She has to end up jumping off of the, ma- the little plane Patch that she's grass. on and grabbing his hand. But then they lose each other again. And so it cuts away from that. And you're like, did they make it back? And then finally they show us that they're laying on the top of the roof together. And it's raining again, I believe. And so they're back. Our boy has to wait three years because he does end up getting arrested, taken back home. So he bides his time. It's actually a very light penalty, I hear, for like what, for having a gun, firing a gun, and all the shit he did. He was underage. Yeah. It's not a horrible shit. And he did bring back Hina. Yeah, pretty good deal, I think. So the end, he's riding back. He hasn't spoken to Hina at all. She doesn't have a cell phone for some reason, he said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't get that. Well, and I mean, he sees her no family. How does she have the money for a cell phone? True change. Yeah, maybe. So he sees her and he like gasps and it's like that, that same place where she gets carried away the first time and cue in the end music that they do the same thing in your name. Like they see each other, they hug and then it's over. Mm-hmm. You think they made the right choice or you think that was selfish as hell, but it kind of defines like young love. I feel like that's something like yeah. a 16 16- 17, yeah. 18 year old, they would make that decision like I for the good of themselves. Eventually it's going to happen what? in Tokyo anyway. I think I would make that decision too. Yeah. yeah. Because he's not wrong. It's like they'd already said that this was something we had, they talked about it a couple times with the uh, shrine dude at the beginning where he was like, uh, you know, they say it's unprecedented rain. What have we been keeping tra- yeah. track of for like maybe 100 years, maybe 150? Yeah. We've been around for thousands and it's like, it's, gonna it's gone back to where it was. It's just yeah. returning to the mean. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, no, I, and, I legitimately was like, yeah, no, I would have made the exact same choice because the whole, it kind of puts it into context at the end. You kind of see that legitimately it wasn't just technology, at least in this universe, that caused Tokyo to rise. It was them literally sacrificing people to keep the rain from being that bad. Yeah. They had decided that that was worth it to keep Tokyo from being underwater. Mm -hmm. It's tough, though. I don't know. Maybe she should have just sacrificed herself. I think that for this movie. (laughs) She did. It could have gone. No, she didn't. She came back, and that's why the Tokyo yeah. flooded. I don't know, man. Did, did nobody else get like super choked up when she was on the cloud? She had the ring on her finger, and it just slipped off of her. Oh yeah, that sucked. And he found it outside I, the yeah, complex. Yeah. She's like crying her eyes out. I'm like, bro, like, I, uh, knowing that that was what was happening, I couldn't have left her up there. It's a different ending than like your name. It's more, it's more bittersweet because yeah, they did end up together, but yeah, they fucked the world. They fucked Japan over, basically. <laughs> Well, it's so at the same yeah, time, like he said it's going to happen eventually. Yeah, I mean, it, but, it's and you can't blame them. Like they, nobody else knew it. it was I don't know if it's a conflicting ending, but this ending, I feel like sides to it. this movie was unique from your name because to me, it could have gone either way. Whereas in yeah. your name, if they did not find each other at the end, it yeah, would have ruined sucked. the movie. For this movie specifically, yeah, she could if have just he died. if he wasn't able to bring her back, even just him seeing her on the island, if he did miss like couldn't bring her back but he tried i would have still liked the movie just as much yeah because then he could just have to live with the acceptance of like yeah she, she did sacrificed it for the good. herself it was her you choice know, i mean, I, uh, I couldn't have like yeah. that would have that would have knocked off at least two and a half full points off my rating yeah. of this movie 
I mean, it's this ending I didn't think of, though. Like, I, so I appreciate that. They're like, yeah, they got together, but there's, you know, catch 22. Like, you flooded the whole country. Yeah. You know um, what I mean? Choices have consequences. For your love, you, y'all better get married or there's going to be some real beef. <laughs> yeah. But before he goes and sees her, he goes and sees everybody else. So he goes and sees Kisuke. Yeah, he's working at like He's a, got an office. Yeah. The cat's fat as hell now. <laughs> acts the just like him. Rain, yeah. the cat named Rain. Yeah, the cat's got like the him. judgmental look going on. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, I loved this movie. I have yet to watch a Makoto Shinkai film that wasn't incredible. Yeah. Uh, so I give it a, I'm going to give it an eight out of 10. I'll give it an eight too. It's not on your name, but I do like how now that I know that he does throw his old movie characters into it. I was like, that's awesome. So yeah, it ties them all in. Ties more in. It's like Marvel papers. for anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. all connected. Uh, I have a seven point eight on this one. Nice. What did you give your name? Nine point seven. Oh yeah, that's that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seven point eight. So what could have got got it? What was in this movie that was missing from your name? I feel like it was a lot of the same tropes. They they kind of uh, it, your name was like I, I said it before we started recording today. Your name in this movie were essentially the same storyline. I mean, it was essentially uh, some some Japanese folk- folklore that was making it into the real world in current day. Uh, some sort of tragedy happens, and the characters have to make a choice and sacrifice either themselves or their love to potentially save everyone. Mm-hmm. And so, it to me, it just it didn't hit as hard. Like your name. I, I have no problem admitting I was crying my eyes out, bawling the entire time. Just could not get, like, it was as bad as whenever I watched, uh, oh, what was it called? Assassination Classroom for the first time, where it's just like, I couldn't freaking get over it. And then finished it. I need to. This, this one, it was just like, it was still good. The animation is still yeah. very pretty, but they, they didn't change enough. I wish that if they were going to go the route they went with, you know, her getting rescued at the end, that they would have given us a little more time with it you know shown some a little bit more of a happy ending for it yeah because i feel like we earned it with this one more so than with your name yeah i can i can see that brennan what do you what do you rate this one i give it like a 7.7 just because and this was your i'm trying not to count push out the animation because it's good because shinkai did it so like just based off storyline and enjoyment to watch like I wasn't itching to watch this one again. Like whenever I watched your name, and you guys were gonna watch it. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I get to watch it again yeah, for that's true. the podcast. Like, I mean, it was good, but it's not. I don't think like people that don't like anime. I don't think they would necessarily enjoy this movie and the themes of the movie as much as like your name. I agree. I, I would. I would watch uh, your name again and Garden of Words again before this one. But I don't say that to like notch this one down like this is still a great movie it's a good ride yeah keeps you on your toes it is and i'll say that uh for some reason i think like garden of words is my favorite one he animated it's just the look because it's so short i feel like he could he could do a better job i don't know yeah just something he's always does he's good at animating the rain i've noticed how he draws it when it hits the ground Mm -hmm. which i like i don't know i think garden of words just based off purely watching is my favorite one that he's animated your name the best obviously in totality weathering with you the name of it he's 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 got a, he's also, got away with his titles they're yeah. always perfect yeah his Literally. endings are perfect for me like the way he he ties in the music to when it ends 
I think and that he brings had a lot in, to do with... He brings with... in the name of the movie at the end. Like, it's the first thing he and shows. White background, black letters. It's Weathering With You. He did the same thing oh, in your name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I freaking... I love the Radwimps, but I think how, a lot of the similarities also came from the soundtrack because it was very... It had all the same vibes as your name. Oh, exact same. And not to say the Radwimps didn't do a good job, but, like, you were saying how it seemed eerily similar... I think that fed into that as well. Well, the the part where Takis and Mitsuha are running, and then the part where he's running on the tracks, it was like the yeah. build up mm-hmm. to the climax. Like it was. It's very... weird to complain about because I love both those scenes, but it's just like made them feel mm-hmm. the same. He doesn't have the same amount of punch the second time. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He he car he didn't carbon copy your name, but it's in the exact same. Which is weird because I've seen Weathering with you first, and then I still I'm like it's copying. Yeah. <laughs> your name. Okay, any other thoughts on Weathering With You? Worth a watch. Definitely. Yes, like everybody, I hope you watched, watched it before listening to us talk about it, but even if you did not watch it and you heard us talk about it, you should still watch it. Let us know what you think. Message us on Instagram, at that anime podcast. Now, we are going to talk about anime training techniques. So we have all come prepared with one or two training techniques that characters used to get stronger, overcome obstacles, things of that nature. So this should be a pretty fun one. I'm interested to see which ones you guys came up with. Uh, who wants to go first? I'll go because I just picked some pretty, I picked some standard ones that I, everybody's going to be pretty familiar with just because I <laughs> wanted to make sure they, some light was shown on them. All right, what's your first one? The first one is just... Uh, Shoot, I guess that could have been one too, but that's not my favorite training style. Not the hyperbolic time chamber, but just whenever they would use gravity, like 100 times gravity, like Goku, Vegeta. The, the capsule? Yeah, or, when or, they would turn up the gravity just to get faster, stronger. Shoot, Vegeta it, trains in 450 times. I know, but gravity. the first time they did it, Goku, on his way to Namek, he got hella stronger by training in gravity. Yeah, it was just 100. Well, and... I think that's what he got up to, but then remember Yamcha... King Kai's planet was a higher gravity, that's how yeah, he Yeah, they had stronger. to get used to it. Yeah. And then, uh... Yamcha, whenever he was trying to show up Vegeta because he liked Bulma still, remember when he like turned it on, he was like stuck on the ground and had to crawl. Mm-hmm. So that was just like a short one, but it's, it's always like made sense too. Like, well, it's it's, it's like training with weights to real life. Yeah, it's the, it's the concept of like every single movement is more difficult, and so when you take away that restraint, it's like going from being in water all the time to being on land. Well, hilariously, that's actually very uh, likely to cause injury. Training like that, because like training with heavy things, training on you. with like heavy weights on you, because it essentially makes your uh, joints ready for that amount of weight to be, you know, something you're imparting for like a punch or something like that. Oh yeah, and so they tense differently, and you can actually like hyperextend your joints like really easily by doing that. Okay, I, I have heard that it's like. Because I remember back water when training, I played, if you're underwater, it's actually supposed to be less damage yeah, on you. Yeah, I wonder your, if, if like gravity professional training soccer is different. Gravity training is what I'm talking about. Yeah, gravity about. The training. Water the water training is actually bad. easier on the joints. Yeah. Okay. But shit, if you got same bones and <laughs> tendons, you're probably good. Because uh, I remember whenever I was young, people on like my youth football teams, back when like ankle weights like were first coming out, people would wear them. And then like three years later, it came out like it's bad to train with those things <laughs> on. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. like we, like our quarterback for our team was literally practicing with ankle weights on like three pound ankle weights to get faster. <laughs> like which, the whole practice. Which yeah. one? Turner? No, no. Like, no, this is like, middle, like 
youth football, like sixth oh. grade, like a long time ago. Yeah. But yeah, gravity training was actually one that I thought of too. And it's a simple one too. It's just like they got the tech. It seems like we should have like places where you could do this as an athlete. Like, like take away one, like 2% of gravity. I would want to do it because the gravity need. already pushes us down and we get shorter every day. And then we like regrow at night when our spine little things. So we'd be coming out like two inches shorter. Yeah, but like not down. like enough to where it's not detrimental to your bone density or anything. Right. It's just yeah, it's more difficult. It's like altitude training because the opposite is also bad. Like people that go to space mm-hmm. for long periods of time, they get taller. They get back to Earth though, and their bone density is yeah, like sponge. Yep. Like they zoom in on their bones, and they literally have giant holes because there was no need for the body to your harden body them really, really, really quickly to things. Yeah. No. Uh. Actually, so the the science behind that is really interesting. Because did you know we actually don't have we don't have an observable way to observe gravity other than to drop something like we cannot like observe a particle or anything like that that shows gravity. So for us to manipulate it is essentially not possible right now. Now, if you were to do something like you wore a mesh suit that was all metal and you were to go over a magnet kind of thing Mm -hmm. and it pulled down on you. Sure, you could kind of simulate that the, the same thing. But it still wouldn't be the same That's because a good point. it wouldn't be the uh, the. So when you fall, your center of gravity changes and it moves with a magnet. It's always the same no matter where you're at. You'll fall straight down. Yeah, we'd have you to like fall forward. We'd have to like harness the power of a black hole to be able to control gravity. Essentially, uh, essentially, that's that's the kind of tech you're talking about for that. So also in uh, Dragon Ball has a lot of like applicable to real life. I mean, gravity training isn't applicable, but. Like the turtle shell training that they they did with Master Roshi. Yeah. Like just wearing something heavy on your back and then taking it off and now you can jump five times as high. Yeah. That's kind of where I was going with mine because I'm going with just a shout out to Guts and uh, Berserk. As Guts was training when he was younger, mine was he trained with swords twice his size. Oh, and um, swing him harder. Yeah. He was been doing it since he was six years old from his dad who was abusive to him, but he's been doing that his whole life. And if you know Guts... He carries a big sword with him anyway. What's that he's sword been doing even called? His whole life. I don't know what it's called, but it's a big ass sword. But that's what I was going for. Just like basically weight training your whole life, so when you're actually doing it, you do it's actually easy for you. Yeah, the Rock Lee method. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's the, the weight. The weight training. It makes a difference, especially if you like. He wore Rock Lee wore those things. We're guessing all the time. Oh yeah, Under and he was never allowed to take them shivers, off. Shivers his little leg sleeves. Yeah. I actually um, did that training uh, when I was working for the city back a while back. Mm-hmm. I would actually wear a 150-pound weight vest over my chest, and I would wear uh, about 5 pounds on each wrist and about 10 pounds on each leg. <laughs> and I would just be walking around at that place, and I would be sweating through everything. Oh, yeah. But I found out that that was like, it, you're, you're not wrong. It's like really bad for your joints. And so I ended up stopping it. But yeah, they were like, yeah, uh, other than that, that's a great way to get really strong really quickly, but it will wreck your joints. Dang. See, I, I uh, box, and so occasionally I have a 12-pound vest that I'll put on, and then I also have fat grips that I wrap around my dumbbells whenever I do like anything with dumbbells. And those increase, like if you're holding a 20-pound weight with the fat grips, it doesn't feel like 20 pounds anymore because instead of holding a bar that's like the size of a quarter, you're holding a bar that's like the size of a Coke can. Mm-hmm. And so it just like increases it. But then when you take those things off, it makes it feel so much lighter. So it's kind of like goes back to the theory of relativity 
Or if you're used to something that's really difficult and then all of a sudden you take that away, you're going to have an advantage over somebody that isn't used to that being their, their normal. Yeah. You know, it's like if, if you were going to fight somebody that's only ever practiced with fighting with gloves off, like bare fist Mm -hmm. boxing, and then you train with boxing gloves on, which typically weigh anywhere from 14 to 16 ounces. Shoot. And then you, and then you barefoot box your hands. Light, way lighter than that. Feather, I mean, yeah, professionals, they bought, they, but they don't train with Yeah, eight they ounce. train, you train heavier and then yeah, you, you train like heavier six ounce you, gloves. But like if you train every day with 16 ounce gloves and then you yeah. take them off and you fight somebody throw in the streets, faster. you're going to throw, you're, your hands are going to be way faster yeah. than your boy. It's like that guy in Baki I'm looking up. Jack Hammer, he punches a back for 12 hours straight. Just for his training. You know how yeah. your hands would be. Oh yeah. Well speaking as someone who's who's when I was tra- back when I was training with my uh with my sensei, uh yeah. he had me r- running a bag for like six minutes straight. Oh, that's tough. Dude, I like I I can't imagine twelve. Dude, like, just the act ugh. of of holding your arms up and even if you're literally going one, two, doing that for six minutes, I promise you, anybody listening, if you think that sounds easy, try it. Just try standing in one spot for six minutes and throwing a punch left, right. Even left, if it's just like right. every two seconds throwing one punch, I legitimately would end up like in a, like it's not an exaggeration when I say it was a puddle of my own sweat. Oh yeah, your shoulders are going to burn. Um, that's a good, yeah, that's a good one, Brennan. Gravity training, Goku style. I have that too. Vegeta's training style and the gravity, Master Roshi's turtle shell. Um, good to save us some time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's basically what mine is. More weight added to what you're training, and then yeah. yeah. All right, what which one did you bring, Jesse? Uh, I, I brought Kenichi, world's mightiest disciple. Kenichi. I, I brought his training method, which was they essentially say at the very beginning of his series that he has exactly zero affinity for martial arts. Like he loves martial arts, but he is ass at it. Can't do anything, and so they tell him right from the beginning. They go. The only way to ever get you above a novice level is to put you into life-threatening situations. <laughs> and so, like, literally the first training they do with him is they put these little teacups in his hand that weigh, like, 10 pounds. And they make him hold them out to the side. And they put knives underneath his arms so that if he drops his arms, they'll stab himself. And Dude, that's also... like the unsullied method from Game of Thrones. Like, <laughs> they take your fear. And, like, if you have a fear of water, they no dump fear. you in the ocean. If, oh. you, if you live, good. If you die, good. <laughs> Either it's way, your fear is so gone. Oh, funny. <laughs> Because they literally like they like they like put like freaking little like teacups on his legs and he has to get into a squat position. So if he gets too high, the teacups spill and he gets hit with a stick. If he goes too low, there's a, a like a red hot poker sitting underneath his ass. And so if he goes too low, he's getting his ass poked by a red hot. Poker. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen one. penetrated. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a hot rod. Some, <laughs> some uh, clips of Kenichi and there's one like he's doing sit ups over a fire like and he has to <laughs> the, keep doing sit up so he doesn't get burned by the fire the octopus they call it the octopus workout and it's literally uh the guy is fanning the fire to make it just high enough so it's burning him yeah and he's literally switching from doing the back crunch to doing the forward crunch and oh back and gosh. forth and he goes as long as you keep moving back and forth you'll be fine and he goes but if i stop too long i'm gonna burn and he goes yes yeah. <laughs> that's the point so what exactly. would you call that kind of training? Like fear tactic, scare tactic training? It's not even that. It's uh, high. I'd call it hit, honestly. Oh yeah, high intensity interval. interval. It's, it's high intensity interval. They literally push him to his absolute breaking point. Then they give him a rest for about an hour. But it's like it inspired by. It's motivated by 
scare tactics. Well, it's motivated by him having to enter a fight or flight mode. Yeah. yeah yes, that's what I like. Fight or flight training. Yeah, fight or flight. Yeah. Which legitimately is not a terrible way to train. It's just really stressful. So if you can't handle the stress, it can be you know detrimental to your heart and your mind that way. But yeah. well, that's a, in a lower method. That's kind of how it is. Even like in football, like coaches just yell at your ass for like a couple <laughs> days in practice to put the pressure. So then when it's like Friday night or Saturday day during the game, you're numb you, to it. Yeah, you're, you're numb <laughs> to the pressure that because they try to put you under this pressure and fear of <laughs> running gassers or something. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so, so far we've covered two that are pretty, like, you could use in real life. So, Brennan's was resistance training, essentially, Mm -hmm. which is probably the most popular form of training in the world for men. Yeah. Resistance training. Definitely, yeah. And then flight or flight training, they may, I'm not military, but they may use stuff like that in the military. Yeah, it's probably more more badasses probably. Yeah, Yeah, seals seals do it, stuff like that. Uh, Even real martial arts teachers will use it because... Uh, not not like to that extreme of you know like being getting. I mean, Demon Slayer, they do it. Here's a mountain. Go up there. You gotta last a week. Exactly. Yeah. Kill he's, got tra- he's got traps and shit that could kill him. If you if you live, and down. you're in the Demon Corpse. Pretty much right. Demon Slayer Corpse. Yeah, that's like what's his name, the Water Pillar. Well, you guys haven't gotten there. Yeah. Mind. Yeah. CTFO um, on that. Colton, did you have anything other than resistance? I didn't get to look into it too much, but mine was basically yeah, just heavy ass weight training and then able to swing a bigger a sword that's not quite as big as what you've been swinging and moving faster so yeah basically resistance all right so i got i just thought of one before i talk about my my primo and i'm surprised that you didn't think of any of us didn't think of this one so our boy saitama's training oh, yeah. regimen <laughs> i wanted to do that super one applicable life. to real life 10 kilometers 100 push-ups oh, 100 sit-ups did you see the guy that did it yeah he's like getting nosebleeds because well, no, too much well that well, there's like four, there's like hundreds of dudes that have what done is, it what is yeah. 10 kilometers it's like 100 push-ups miles. that's a yeah. lot every single day 100 sit-ups 100 squats and it's really closer five, to like ten, it's really closer it to like six miles 10 though. kilometer yeah yeah I can maybe do it and do three miles a day, but so ten kilometers is six point two, yeah, six point four miles. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if you did, if you even ran five a day and did that shit, you'd get pretty ripped as long as you ate semi decent. I think yeah, hundred sit ups, hundred squats, hundred push ups, and ten kilometers every day, no rest. Yeah, I've walked one, I've walked two ten k's in my life, and they wrecked me for about a week after. <laughs> That yeah, Saitama was running those daily. Yeah, and I was followed, like, but, but after hundred push-ups, hundred squats, hundred sit-ups. So uh, I can see why he lost his hair. May you guys? What if we did that for like three months and like? I wanted ourselves? to. We should, but it'd just be we'd have to modify the running part. There's no way we could maybe do like two miles a day. And I mean, you could you Your could get up to ten k, probably. I mean, you can Six do miles. it, but I, there's no way I could. I could do it right now. I could walk out yeah, and run 10k just fine. We'd be destroyed tomorrow. But I couldn't do it seven days in a row. Right. Well, and I, that's what's like. If you built up to it, eventually, I think you'd be able to. Yeah. To do because I've watched daily, people but... who've done it on YouTube, like they do workout inspired anime things, and he goes, the running it just became too much for you. Oh yeah. Because yeah. you that's could what do that. We can modify to three, up, and yeah. it's manageable. Because you can run three miles in like 25 minutes. Yeah. You know. I think that. Uh, but even just the 100 push-ups, 100 squats, 100 sit-ups every day, your soreness would, like, it would take, like, three weeks for your soreness to go I've done away. it for, like, a week before. It's I would just break it up into sets of 25, so it's only four sets. So I do four sets of 25 push-ups, squats, crunches. If you break it up like that, it's really 
But then Almost the next day you're enough. sore, and then you're doing it again while you're still sore. I've done it And then it you're doing it again while you're still sore. Your body adjusts fast. Yeah. I mean, Should it would take did a that push-up challenge at work? Yeah. Like, you just, I did a couple a day, and by the end, I, could, I did 100. Yeah, I, I can't think my starting point to. was like 60. And in a month time, I was able to go up 40. So your yeah. muscles will adapt fast. Yeah, that's well, especially true. like if you have muscle memory. So that's a good training. I mean, I'm not saying we're committing to doing the Saitama training, but it'd be fun to no, do one No, we're fucking day. doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it for a week. Next no, week. we have to at least do it for 30 days. You got to do it for days. at least two months to get results. No, we can do it for 30. We can do a month. Start today. I would only want to do a one mile run though, because I don't. Whenever I run too much, it makes my legs too skinny. I don't like. I don't like having skinny legs. <laughs> we could maybe do like one and then three, one and three, just to like keep the miles up, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so the I've got a I I called dibs on this one in the group text. So my favorite training style of all anime I've ever watched, and probably my favorite character of all time, is Might Guy, because of his positivity. And just his his outlook on life, you know, he's always talking about the power of youth, and that's what motivates him. But his training style is called self-rule. And so basically what he does is he creates an obstacle for himself that's impossible. And if he can't create that, op- that he can't complete that obstacle that he just created for himself, he'll create another one as a punishment for himself. So he'll say, I'm going to do 500 ha- laps around this village on my hands 500 times and if i can't i'm gonna do a thousand push-ups on my fingers so either way he's getting stronger yeah and then when if he doesn't do the 500 laps and he gets to the thousand push-ups he'll say if i can't do these thousand push-ups i'll do ten thousand jumping jacks and so because of that training method over the course of his entire life that is what led him to be who madara called the strongest And that shit all rubbed off on Rock Lee, too. If I oh, cannot yeah. do 1,000 kicks, then it will be 100 punches. Yeah, the self-rule like, was train. passed down. Because di- Might Die, his, my guy's father, yeah, his is the one who mustache. created the self-rule yeah. training method. And then even in the tuning exams, Rock Lee's like, if I cannot catch all these leaves before they hit the ground, you know, <laughs> he tries to catch them all. Yeah. <laughs> He's always, they're always just giving themselves those little things. Yeah. I try to do the self-rule whenever I'm training, and... It's tough. It's tough to give yourself an obstacle that you know you can't do and then give your one, yourself another one that you know you can't do. I give myself like mini ones. Sometimes when I'm running, I'll be like, all right, if I can make it back at this point, then I can walk the rest of the way. Yeah. But it'll be like a pretty, pretty far point, and then I'm like, shit, shouldn't have made it that far. I, I think another reason why my guy was so strong in his training style is because his training style was very, it was laser focused, where all of the other shinobi were like manifesting their jutsus in um what are those called genjutsu no, like genjutsus he was just focused on taijutsu yeah and so he became the very best at one thing instead of okay or great at everything he was Could the God best use at taijutsu ninjutsu no he couldn't either just basically they never actually come out and say that until it gives a flashback though but you kind of just assume yeah well that's yeah. why they always assumed that uh, rock lee was his son yeah, that was that's true, why he took a liking true. to Rock Lee because yeah. he saw his determination and that he also couldn't use and that he had bushy brows, <laughs> <laughs> like his dad. The same eyebrows, sir. Yeah, yeah. The the self rule training is probably my favorite, just because it's like it's real. That's real life stuff. You could do that right yeah. now. 
You could say anything. I'm going to I'm going to hit this bag 300 times and if I can't do it, I'm going to run a mile. It's a never-ending cycle. It's a never-ending cycle to where even if you lose, you get stronger mm-hmm. because you're giving yourself these unattainable unattainable tasks in a sense. But then one day, like my guy, he was able to start doing the things cuz he wanted to challenge Kakashi as a kid, but he knew Kakashi was way stronger than him. So he gave himself the task of I'm going to do 5,000 laps around the village. On his and hands. No, he did that. that I know, but his, he did, they did that sometimes. Yeah, he did do it on his hands. And when I do that, I'll challenge Kakashi. And so he finally did it. But all through effort. Um, I'd still rather be a Kakashi-type ninja. Yeah, me too. I'd like to, I'd like <clears throat> to have the jutsu in the arsenal. Oh, yeah, Kakashi <laughs> trained case. hard, too. He was climbing up that mountain with one hand. Yeah, he did. He, did, he trained hard, too, which gets glossed over a lot. Yeah, he was talented like Sasuke, but I feel like Sasuke was like, I don't feel like he trained very hard. He kind of just had the Uchiha blood and was good at everything right away. Oh, he's kind of like Vegeta. He like only trains. That's all he cared. When he was with Orochimaru, that's all he did is just train. Yeah, for three years. Like trained, literally. It just didn't show his training arcs. Like he was just more of like the, he just said he trained and then he would just have new jutsu. I guess they kind of did, but not with Jirai. I mean, you get the time skip. Because even when but he did train with him, so I kind of wanted to talk about Naruto's shadow clone training, just because I thought that was good. And whenever he came back from with Jiraiya, I feel like he was still kind of weak, anyways. Like he yeah. didn't show any like he had a lot of growth. His after. growth was more mental, dear. Yeah, but in that arc, phase. the uh, what do you? What's the Gara? What's it? The Kazukage retrieval arc. Mm, I feel like yeah. Naruto was annoying and like still his old self. Like he got heated chasing Datara. And like yeah. got under Genjutsu against that fake Itachi body, which is his only kill in all of Naruto. Oh yeah. But it's debatable whether that guy was already dead or, or how that works. So what was the training that he did for the Remember he would like clone him. himself and that's how he'd like try to rip the leaf. So it was like he was getting a thousand reps at oh, once. Oh yeah. So it enhanced his training. And he also did it when he trained for, to become a sage too. That he, was genius. I remember that. Yeah, he's getting all that experience. Well, he was see, and the thing clones. about Naruto is like he's so simple-minded that only he could think of something so no, simple. Kakashi told Kakashi, Kakashi thought Kakashi of it. Of oh, Kakashi! And Naruto was, was like, "You dirty dog! That's how you got so strong." He was <laughs> like, "I actually can't do this training. You're the only one who can." Well, like, and that, the whole thing was that uh, they said that n- nobody except for like the second Hokage and then Kakashi after him had noticed the effects of shadow clone train or of shadow clones. That they seem to retain, you seem to retain the knowledge after the clone returned. Because it was initially a forbidden jutsu, wasn't it? Yeah, the multi shadow clone. That's, where you, well, do like you know, Kakashi did it because Kakashi did it in the. I want to know why it was forbidden. in the classroom when because he was a kid. That. He did a multi shadow clone. Yeah, he can, but he can't train like that. Oh. Like he didn't have enough chakra reserves to even make four of himself and them all use chakra. Oh, yeah, it's like it's, he could only use uh, he could use ten. Yeah, for about like a five minute fight. And that would put him at zero. So okay. as I'm saying, like Naruto can literally do a thousand, do the training, and come back together and still do more. So for someone like Kakashi, it would be pointless to do it because then he'd be done for the day. It's better just to train yeah, as one been, person. They've been said during that arc, what is it? Uh, Naruto had like seven times the amount or six times the amount yeah, like, of chakra that just based without Kurama, you know, at all. Dang. He has and that's like when an, I feel like he actually amount. had growth too. Like whenever he was training for the Raw Sen Shuriken. Yeah. Because it was right after they saw Sasuke and he was pretty much stronger than, well, Yamato, probably on par with like Kakashi just already. You know what I'm right noticing a theme here is that 
the the best shonen anime what separates the men from the boys in in regards to the show is the training arcs like do they just get strong because we're supposed to believe they did or are you going to show us how they got there because all of the best shows that i'm thinking about put in the and the ones we're talking about they showed us our characters and how they got to be that yeah. strong. Yeah, Bleach, One Piece, Dragon Ball Z. Well, the Naruto, thing with One Piece, One Punch, I'll say. I don't think Luffy's training art, when he got hockey finally, you watch One Piece, right? I thought it was pretty lit, like whenever they went to Fishman Island, he got to flex. But when they flash back to his actual training, it's not that But like Baki, well, King and Ashura. I mean, it's cool, but it's not as good Has as Has he like, even gotten anything past fourth gear yet? So I'm caught up on the manga. Don't yeah, yeah I'm, 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 I'm season one y'all. I know like I don't I'm watch it, the but I know Wano. his power leveling scale still for the most part. Well, and that's the thing is like they like they've kind of kept uh so uh they've kind of been taking some time now in the last few chapters to deepen our understanding of hockey and it's something they announced Oda announced a long time ago that he was gonna do uh during the Wano arc mm-hmm. was that he was like yeah we're gonna kind of deepen y'all's right, understanding man. of exactly how hockey works what the limitations are of certain types of hockey. Cause I don't know if you guys have seen like the stuff online from the Katakuri fight on a uh, big mom stuff. Yeah, that was a good fight. Dragged talked, out like all of them, but yeah, it was lit. They talked about a lot of how that was him learning more about observation hockey. Yep. And it was just a lot it about was. him under, mm-hmm. not understanding us as an audience, not understanding the limitations that that hockey places on the body or what those limitations can be exceeded by. And then this arc was more about, uh, uh, armament hockey we learned a little bit more about that and the way it worked and how you and how you could better utilize it and now just recently we're starting to learn a little bit more about conquerors hockey and what it's doing and what it's and yeah. how it's going to turn different and, and it's y'all like, don't know shit about that and anybody I, who doesn't know shit about that saying, I've never heard basically they make their <laughs> never heard they make their skin black and it's really hard and then you can damage anything even yeah, like I know a certain he could type do that of ho- his gear. logia move users the- yeah, yeah. certain parts of his body to make it hard. And then the conqueror's hockey is like not everybody has it; only like a select few. And you so can how did literally he get it? How did you can literally just it? put people you're, down. You're born with it. It's a it's a it's uh, a genetic thing that you, it's not something you can train for. The other two can be you can train for those, like to just awaken them and then use them. Anyone can. So he was born with it. But Luffy. yeah, yeah but, but there's got only it. like they say like what like ten every generation are yeah. born with conqueror's well, hockey. Freaking uh. Doflamingo's got it, mm-hmm. and Dope then Flamingo. probably a couple other people. But you can basically good five you can basically sleep people yeah. without even touching them. Yeah. Do you remember uh, the the Fishman Island arc where yeah. they talked or where he did the thing where he released it and he knocked out fifty thousand people? Yeah. Right they actually the discussed Shanks. If he had been there, he not only would have knocked out every one of the one hundred thousand people there, but he would also have knocked out every last fishman yeah. on the island. Shanks and is the best in the red areas. Red-haired Shanks. He's the best one. No, that's. Hawkeye uh, Mihawk is the best swordsman. Shanks, the the red haired guy that gave him the straw hat, and Shanks ah, is right. is Shanks is legitimately Shanks is his brother, right? No, no. His just father figure. Father, he's yeah. just a, more, yeah, he's more like a father figure. Legitimately though, Shanks is they've they've talked about power scaling in that. It's it's not comparable currently. Like even with the the he's current reason uh, where so he's getting what kind of training? He's the first do? one that used uh, uh, what hockey, tra- I think, where they're look- like, if you don't have your medal, you can't be around him. Correct. And they're like, what? And then he like walked on the boat to meet with white beard and like yeah. all those people passed out but and, we didn't know what it was at the time and legitimately you started seeing like the the ship below him and the sky above them start cracking underneath the pressure that they were putting on it like the like the other stuff's physical you can see it when it happens this stuff is so like these some of these guys are so proficient with conquerors hockey that it actually physically affects the world around them 
I wish I knew what you guys were talking about. It's interesting about. stuff. It, it's when it gets <laughs> so, good. You have to get to, you have to keep going. I couldn't do it the way you're talking about doing it, where you're like, you started it episode one, you're just watching it all the way through. Yeah. When I started, that was back when Fishman Island had just started in the anime. Not like, that was like six years ago now. And I was like, okay, that's 600 episodes. I'm not watching 600 episodes of this anime to yeah. get caught up. So I went online, looked up Wikipedia, and I legitimately went through and read every arc because they have it condensed down to essentially a yeah. two-page summary. Okay. And it was much faster, got me caught up. And then once I got caught up, then I started reading the, the yeah. or watching the anime, reading the manga, and... It gets really yeah, good at Fishman you. Island, too, after the time skip. Yeah. Yeah, I've just accepted I'm gonna, it's going to be like a four or five-year watch for me. Yeah, I'd go, I, I did it that way, too. At least that long. Yeah. Go through it that way. There's some, See, there's some good moments. I got into it right when they got to, like... He's like a bat. And he's at a, on an island, and the zombies are coming. Moria, that's a uh, uh, freaking the, thriller, the bark. thriller bark. That's yeah. as far as that's I the got. worst arc to me. That is yeah. legitimately the I worst hate arc. Thriller in the bark. That's as far as I got. Whose phone is that? Oh, <laughs> it's like is that mine? Thriller bark and Punk Hazard. I'm not a, f- a huge fan of those arcs. Yeah. Punk Hazard's short, at least. Um, does do you guys know of any other training styles that are worth mentioning? So I can't think of any besides sure Saitama's yeah. and my guys. I liked the slow progression that was done on this. This was actually the one I was going to bring up was, uh, didn't I say make my abilities no, uh, average in the next life? It's an isekai that's kind of... Uh, yeah, little... I've seen it where they just... Usually when you're an isekai, you go back and you're like power skimming things off the charts compared and, to other And characters. for this girl, for the main character, it is. But because she's so... She, her whole thing was she didn't want to be extraordinary when she got isekai she wanted to be average. She wanted to be normal because in her previous life, she was too smart for her own good. Not me. And so she I'm couldn't going, make I'm friends really power. <laughs> Yeah, and so she, she was like, hey, make my abilities average. Well, the god that sent her over there didn't understand that average meant, you know, for humans. So he made her the average of the strongest creature in the world and the weakest creature in the world. So she has half the strength of a chaos dragon. <laughs> and so in order to make herself a little less standout-ish and to kind of earn her friends, she trained her friends. And her oh, okay. friends did this, like, very slow step increase of, like, she taught them a little bit, and then they, once they got a, a decent mastery of that, it's more of kind of the way that, this training was more of, like, what you would consider, like, normal for, like, schools, mm-hmm. where, like, you, you learn a little bit, once you understand that, you learn a little bit more. Yeah, this curriculum is what, style. Exactly. And they just did that, and it was, I liked the way they did it in that one. They did it and kind of showed considerable change over the course of three years, four years. Dang. Sounds cool. What show is, is that on? I think that's on Funimation. Too. It's on Crunchyroll. Hmm. I might have to put that on the list. All right. I think it sounds like we're uh, yeah we're nearing quick the end. Quick shout of out: one. cleaning up the beach and then eating someone's hair. Good training <laughs> art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which one? Deku. Remember he like cleaned the beach Deku. and like flex his ass in his school chair. Oh yeah. And then he just had to eat the hair, but he had to get his body prepared to be able to take all my yeah his I DNA. About that. What's that? So that's like a form of resistance and training. And then watching movies yeah. is also a good yeah, training art. <laughs> that was a that was a hilarious training arc. Yeah. See, the best shows have training arcs, and ones like King and Ashera, Baki, Sestives that I'm watching. There's there's the fights, and there's growth with the fighters. But how the how it, do they, they get you know, stronger? You know, in Baki, they start off with the second season. They completely skip the championship where Baki's actually. But won still, the he wants tournament. to get stronger mm-hmm. than his dad, and they never show him actually training. They don't Baki, show any of the people ever train. Yeah. They're just strong. They're already strong. Yeah, so I I always I mean, got to talk go, about. You get flashbacks of it, but yeah, not. But you can't to invest in a character if you didn't see their hard work. 
Yeah. That's accurate, yeah. I haven't talked about high Q yet, but they actually go to camps. They have full like parts of seasons where it's committed to their training, yeah. their betterment. Like they don't just pull out the freak quick. They don't pull out like the new one where he where Kageyama drops it in yeah. and he opens his eyes. Like Practices they actually go thunder. through it and fucking suck at things. They're like mm-hmm. also hits new spike hits the net. So that's like they're doing it. What we could call experience training. Yeah, they actually but they actually mindfully like I want to learn this move or like uh, Nishinoya wants to do the do the set from the back line. Oh, the so like, Do you watch Haikyuu? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was about to say. The, where he like jumps the line, he sets it himself. Oh, as yeah. As the Libro. There's like all that stuff. They like mindfully like see someone do it and they want to accomplish it and they do it in their next. Because it usually goes match, training arc, and then some of the, like all of season two is at that camp and they're just training the whole time. Yeah. And they never even win a single match like the whole time. That's why, yeah. All of the best shows, it's all about the training arcs because that's what gives you the payoff. For, like, what the show is actually about. Yeah. Like, I, we need to see the characters and the work that they put in to believe and make this cartoon yeah. and fictional thing feel real. Especially when you see them fail at it more times than you see them succeed. And then when yeah. they finally get it, it pays off for you, too. Yep, it does. That was a good one. I didn't even think of sports anime. Mm-hmm. Is there any slice of life training arcs we can <laughs> 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 How did Futuro-kun get all of the girls to... I mean, what I about mean, uh, Food Wars? Uh, uh, I feel yeah. like Soma's just a prodigy, but he did he did but, learn. But he, he learns from other people. Yeah. yeah, especially he, whenever he no, beat you, the Spice you Guy. You did see him train. Like he before battles, he would train all night. Yeah, you're right. He day. would. Mm-hmm. He was good at cooking. Yeah, but he did train. A yeah, lot. I guess early on he's just kind of like I'll fuck anybody up. But then right. once he gets further in, there's like people. His that training are, is is experience learning too. He tastes somebody else's thing and he he makes his own iteration of it. Yeah. And he just continues to grow. Because and he likes to make that nasty ass starts. food too for some reason. Yeah. Him and his Which dad. is just so funny. Yeah. yeah. Great so stuff. Alright, well, uh, Jesse, thank you for joining us. Everybody go follow um, him on Instagram, Twitter, all the platforms at The Binge Reviewer. And um, you can also follow us on Instagram at That Anime Podcast. Hit us up with questions. Um just give us a follow if you have time we would love a five-star review on apple podcast as well that helps us climb the ranks uh thank you all for listening this has been a long episode i'm jordo brennan colton we are the evans bros everybody have a great week and peace out